0: And here we are again on the grounds of the legislature. It's November 4th, 2023. There's people gathering here to uh, demonstrate, remonstrate, make their opposition known to what's going on at the hands of Israel in Gaza. Thousands killed, hundreds of thousands uh, wounded and made homeless, orphaned. Uh, in a disaster for our times, the crime of the century, certainly. The turnout um, here coincides with events being held across the world. Last week it was the same. In cities like London, massive turnouts and in cities around the world. The turnout in Victoria was respectable but modest for a small place. Uh, it's the clock has told the hour here and there's people streaming in even yet but the numbers are quite small smaller than they have been i would say right now there's perhaps a 100 people um, give or take with more coming in there's a light police presence there's going to be some speechifying pretty soon and i'll record some of that and then see what happens free, free Palestine. Justin Trudeau
1: you can't hide Justin Trudeau you can't hide. You're committing genocide. You're committing genocide. Free, free, Palestine. free, free Palestine. Stop, stop genocide. Stop, stop genocide. Free, free, Palestine. Free, free, Palestine. free, free Palestine. Stop, stop genocide. Cease fire now. Cease fire now. Cease fire now. Cease fire now.
0: Louder.
2: We're gathered today alongside over 30 protests coordinated by the Palestinian youth movement across colonial Canada, as well as hundreds of protests across the globe, and at the same time in the US right now in Washington, hundreds and thousands are converging in Washington. Today marks the largest pro-Palestinian demonstration globally, and we come together to demand three things. One, the immediate ceasefire, and the stop on the genocidal bombardment that's happening in Gaza right now. We call for them to lift the siege and to provide urgent medical aid and relief efforts. And we call out Justin Trudeau and Canada for their complicity and we ask them, we demand them to stop funding this genocide, funding Israeli war crimes and funding and the first person I want to call today is Boston, a Métis person who's going to speak to the interconnectivity of their indigenous liberation and Palestinian solidarity. Thank you for joining us.
1: i going to pull it, my Thank you. Tansha Kiwao, Hello, everyone. My name is Boston, I'm a Métis person, and I've been living on the unceded lands of the Lekwungen people since 2018. I grew up in Treaty 8 territory, or Northern Alberta, so-called Northern Alberta. And I'm really honoured to be invited to speak here today. Um, I don't know how much insight I actually have, but I, I'm honoured anyways. <laughs> I do not claim to understand all of what Palestinians face in their homeland or around the world. However, as an indigenous person, one thing I'm very aware of is colonialism and the impacts and evils of it. My nation comes from the prairies. Our homeland expands throughout the so-called Canadian provinces of Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and Alberta. My people have a long history of resisting against colonial expansion. Once, in the early 1800s, the Hudson's Bay Company tried to tell my people that they were not allowed to trade on their own land, and they resisted. One of the most famous examples of resistance is Louis Riel and the Red River and Northwest resistances in the early and late 1800s. Canada came to our land and began to survey it out for white landowners. The first time, the Métis people stand firm, stood firm, but were eventually beaten back. Riel was banished south of the medicine line, but 15 years later, he came back to fight Canadian expansion again. (laughs) The Northwest resistance ended in his hanging and his being labeled as a terrorist with the rope they used being put on display in the RCMP headquarters for decades. This view of him and the Métis resistance continued for a long time and is still repeated today in many spaces. I tell this not to take away from why we are here today, but rather to share with you a brief picture of my own nation's struggle against colonialism. And this is only one example of indigenous resistance against colonialism across Turtle Island. Israel is a settler colonial state. There is nothing else they could be. They steal the land. They burn the olive trees. They murder and dehumanize innocents in the thousands. I am sure most, if not all of us, have seen the maps of indigenous land in Canada over time, the way that it shrinks and shrinks. Canada continues to take indigenous land for their industrial projects. Israel does the exact same thing to Palestinians. They have and continue to forcefully dislocate Palestinian people, particularly in territories like the West Bank. Then they set up illegal settlements on the land that they just stole. In the Sheikh Jarrah neighborhood of Jerusalem, they kick out families who have been there for generations upon generations to make room for Israeli settlers. As an indigenous person, it would be a deep dishonor to my ancestors if I did not stand with Palestinians. As a Christian, it would fly in the face of my religion and my God to sit idly by while an oppressed people suffer and cry out for help. There can be no both sides or neither side. We are watching Israel commit a genocide against Palestinian people while our governments fund and affirm the violence while also trying to seem neutral for our votes. I thank you all for listening today and I urge you all to listen to Palestinian voices locally and beyond. Show up, donate, and never stop talking about Palestinian liberation. I will stand with Palestine until the day that I die. I pray that Palestinians and all oppressed peoples around the world are able to crush the spear and rod and tear all tyrants from their thrones. Thank you.
2: Justin Trudeau, you can't hide. Justin Trudeau, you can't hide. You're, committing genocide. You're committing genocide. Justin Trudeau, you can't hide. You're committing genocide. Thank you for sharing your voice. I hope you know that when I say that indigenous sovereignty and Palestinian sovereignty are intertwined and that I'm here for both unmitigatingly because it's impossible not to be. Um, I hope you feel that and I hope you feel that support Boston. Like many of you, you may have friends from Palestine. Maybe they were born here but their fathers, their mothers, their grandparents, their ancestors are from there. I want to invite up Kevin who has a personal relationship with someone in Palestine, is in constant connection with them, and has a statement to read from them today.
3: Well, it's, it's raining here, but it's raining bombs in Gaza. So I, I was in Gaza in 2013 as a human shield. And while I was there, I made friends with a, a wonderful woman, the only Fisher, female fisher in Gaza, Madeline Kulab. And uh, I kept in touch, my family's fishermen, generations of fishermen. So uh, we kept in touch. She got married to a wonderful uh, childhood friend, Kader Bucker, and she had three children. And she was nine months pregnant when October seventh happened, and his, October eighth happened, and the Israelis started to attack Palestine. So she she was in Shati uh, refugee camp in in Gaza City. She uh, took her family, ran for their lives, uh, with nothing, and got to Khan Ka- Yunis. And she gave birth to a wonderful little baby uh, safely in Khan Yunis Hospital. And not now there's four of them, uh, little little Wasila. So I've kept in touch. Last time I I was speaking here, I I read a report from her, and you really should hear from her, not from me. So, um, like I say, and her—well, her home's gone. Her mother's home is gone. Her 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 husband's uh, family's homes are gone. But so she says, and this is uh, Google Translate, but it's pretty clear. Hello, my friends. Please continue praying for us. We cannot bear it. We have no strength left. We are exhausted psychologically and morally. Fear has us tied together hand and foot. We live in a state where death is better than living because we die every minute from fear. The country has run out of cooking gas, electricity, flour, bread, or drinkable water. Every hour we hear of the death of a relative or a friend. Entire families die, many children die. My mother's, sisters, and my home are gone, as well as my fish boat, motor, and nets, everything destroyed. Chief, of hospital, our schools, bakeries have been bombed. Death is better than this life. She's given up, but she's still alive, and um, I managed to. Uh, I, man- I we, we've been sending money down to her, and she's been taking the money. It's amazing, you can still, amazing, you can still get um, money into into Gaza uh, through PayPal. I don't know how it's happening, but I, if you go to her website, uh, Madeline Kulab Club. Fisher, Fisherman Club, there's a, uh, a donation button and uh, I've been sending money down to her. So she's been buying food and, and water and clothes for her family, for everybody in her apartment building and she takes clothes down to the UN school down the road to get the kids their clothes. So anyways, uh, you don't need to hear from me. I wanted you to hear from Madeline directly and I'll let her know that you're, you're supporting her. I'll send her pictures. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: for sharing. Thank you for bringing her voice here and thank you for connecting to her. I pray for her. I pray for her newborn. I pray for her family and I pray for all those who know her and all those who know people like her. The next speaker we have is a law student from a local criminal defense firm and a member of the Vancouver Island Peace Council doc to speak to just (laughs) war crimes on every scale. (laughs)
4: Hello everyone, I'm both honoured and saddened to be here with you today after a month of continued hostilities. My name is Doc Curry and I speak to you today as a law student as a member of the Vancouver Island Peace Council. I'm only a law student but I know enough of international law to tell you that what Israel is doing right now is illegal. Even on the second week of Israeli reprisal for the Hamas attacks of October 7th, an Amnesty International report of October 20th recounted that, quote: As Israeli forces continue to intensify their cataclysmic assault on the occupied Gaza Strip, Amnesty International has documented unlawful Israeli attacks, including indiscriminate attacks, which caused mass civilian casualties. And Israel has only intensified its bombardment of the Gaza Strip every day since then. Going so far as to strike the Jabalia refugee camp multiple times. Over the past month, shame, that's right. Over the past month, Israel has killed more than 9,000 Palestinian civilians, 70 UN workers, and 32 accredited journalists, as well as wounded tens of thousands of others and left hundreds of thousands displaced within a concentration camp, which Israel is currently still bombing. This is criminal. Shame. Shame. The unilateral veto of the United States of the United Nations Security Council to a resolution which condemned the killing of both Israeli and Palestinian civilians is a moral and intellectual abomination for which the United States ought to be profoundly ashamed. Shame. Canada's abstention on the UN General Assembly ceasefire resolution was also a moral and intellectual abomination for which Bob Ray and Canada ought to be deeply ashamed. Shame. But this is really what I wanted to express to you today. I wanted to tell you what it was which was passed to the United Nations General Assembly by a margin of 120 to the shameful 14, and the equally shameful 45 abstentions, including Canada. Shame! That is, I can relate to you what 120 countries, the majority of the world, shamefully not including Canada, believe about this situation right now. I have it here. It's the UN resolution, General Assembly resolution. These 120... Countries called for, quote, an immediate, durable, sustained humanitarian truce leading to a cessation of hostilities, end quote. These countries demanded that, quote, all parties immediately and fully comply with their obligations under international law, including international humanitarian law and the international human rights law, particularly in regard to the protection of civilians and civilian objects, as well as the protection of humanitarian personnel. These 120 countries also demanded the immediate... Continuous, uh, the immediate continuous, sufficient, and unhindered provision of essential goods and services to civilians throughout the Gaza Strip, including but not limited to water, food, medical supplies, fuel, and electricity. These countries stress that the imperative under international humanitarian law of ensuring that civilians are not deprived of objects indispensable to their survival. The events of October 7th were a tragedy, undeniably, but history didn't start on October 7th and it didn't end on October 7th. As the UN General Assembly Antonio Guterres noted in his remarks of October 25th, It is important to also recognize that the attacks of Hamas didn't happen in a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subject to 56 years of suffocating occupation. They have seen their land steadily devoured by settlements, plagued by violence, their economy stifled, their people displaced, and their homes demolished. Their hopes for a political solution to their plight have been vanishing. The grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the attacks of Hamas, but those attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Il- Israel's retribution in this round of hostilities has already vastly exceeded anything that could be remotely be characterized as self-defense, and indiscriminate civilian casualties do not make the world a safer place. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you. And if you didn't think that was enough, if you don't think the crimes in Gaza, in the West Bank, in all of Palestine is enough, consider the fact that it's not just Palestine that's being affected. Israel's colonial reach spreads wide. Places like Lebanon, Jordan, and Egypt are all also affected. And here with us today, we have a youth, Yara, from Egypt to share a statement and some words about the impact.
5: Assalamu alaikum everyone my name is Yara I'm Palestinian from Haifa my great grandfather was shot in the head in front of his kids in Tantura, Haifa 1948 one of his kids is my grandfather who was 10 years old at the time and had to take refuge in Syria for a period of time which was not meant to exceed 15 days until the war was over it's been 75 years now My my grandfather passed away years ago, but we're still waiting for these 15 days to end. Today, as we gather here, it is imperative to shed light on the pressing war crimes committed by an occupation force, also known as Israel, that continues to change the lives of Palestinians. The suffering of Palestinians has not started on October 7th. Since 1937, the Israeli occupation has committed a series of massacres against Palestinians. The massacres started with the Jerusalem Massacre on the 1st October 1937, and was followed by more than 16 massacres just before the Nakba, or the Catastrophe. The occupation started the year of the Nakba in 1948 with the Yaffa Massacre in Yaffa, or what was renamed by the Israeli occupation to Jaffa. This massacre was followed by around 60 others that are considered to be some of the ugliest and most barbaric massacres in modern history. Today, we're witnessing one of the latest massacres committed by an apartheid occupation against Gaza. What's happening in Palestine is not Israel's right to defend itself. But is occupying more land, building more settlements, and taking more Palestinian land, ethnic cleansing, and forcefully excavating two million plus Palestinians from their land, and the Israeli occupation has done for a decade. Yay! It's a scenario that keeps repeating. This scenario was forced on Palestinians by Europeans to form what's called the State of Israel and what is in fact the, the occupied Palestinian territories. There is so much anger inside all of us as we're seeing millions are dying in Palestine, not just now. It's a trend now. And I know that a lot of people are talking about it because of the trend. But later on, people are gonna forget about it. But the Palestinians will keep dying. And this should stop. Hospitals, churches, schools, mosques, and residential properties have been bombed and the list extends. It is very hard for me with tens of Palestinians to be in the street, protest every few months, to let people know that we're human beings, that we deserve to live, that we deserve to have our land back, and we deserve to have a normal life. It is hard for us to face the occupiers that are coming from other countries fully armed and backed with indefinite international funding and support as the most powerful weapons to take our lives and our souls. Our hearts kept bleeding for decades and this needs to stop. After decades of occupation, oppression, and suffering, I invite all of you to take action. Call for a ceasefire. Don't underestimate your voice. Don't underestimate the power of boycott. We can do something! Please, spread the word. Spread their history. Educate yourself and your surrounding. Don't just take the word of mouth, listen to their stories, read history, educate yourself, boycott, do something. We're human beings and we're supposed to defend each other. It is also time to correct the misused terms. These terms are pushed on us by the the occupation force. It's not a conflict. It's an occupation done by Zionists. That's right. It's not Islam versus Judaism. It's an occupation of the Palestinian land. That's right. It's not Israel's army. It's an occupation force that is brutally taking someone else's land. Yes. I would like to remind you that the Palestinian cause has been ongoing over 75 years. The suffering of Palestinians, a loss of souls, has caused too much damage and and this needs to stop. Our actions and decisions on daily basis will help this case. Don't underestimate the power of your voice and the power of your action. we can make a change and we can make a difference. We can, and actually by doing all of what I've mentioned, we might be able to provide safety and some hope to thousands of Palestinians that are resisting in Gaza now and in all of Palestine later. As a Palestinian Muslim, I would like to thank our Jewish brothers and sisters who are standing with us today, as they've always been, to support the Palestinian cause and to not allow occupiers to use their name and the name of their religion to justify their war crimes. As always, Free Palestine, until Palestine is free. Thank you.
2: It's the resistance from Palestinian youth in the face of unimaginable violence. SubhanAllah. The next person I want to call up is Aya, who has a statement. She's a youth from Egypt, not sure if where human is. Thank you so much. You got, this. you got this. You got this. You got this. Testing, testing. Hi. The Muslim world cries while the West turns a blind eye. And I must ask myself is humanity just a lie? Is empathy a hypothetical? Like, who is war even better for? For decades people have been shouting in the streets, for decades people have been calling for peace. When will the world move towards a future without killing and towards tranquility? When will politicians put their greed away and think with sympathy? We now all question our pride as our own country, Canada, supports genocide. I I guess we lied when we said we left colonialism behind. How many kids must die before Canada stops supporting Israel's crimes? Shame! Thank you. For some of you, this movement started on October 7th. For many of us, it started way before then. For Palestinians, it started 75 years ago. Shame! Shame! It's a shame that they still have to be up here speaking Demanding you to listen to truth, to understand truth. 75 years is a long time to come to a conclusion about something. 75 years! SubhanAllah. Shame! As I mentioned, some people have been standing for this for a long time. And I want to call up Mia from the Students and Workers United to speak to their stance and their solidarity with Palestinian liberation.
6: My name is Mia, and I am uh, from the Filipino diaspora community, also making me a settler and coloniser of these lands. (gasps) I'm a member of Student and Workers United. SWU is a grassroots organising group united under the national democratic struggle of the Filipino people. We are here to further amplify the calls of Palestinian people to lift the blockades on Gaza, demand an immediate ceasefire, End the genocide being perpetrated by Israel and voice our strong support for the ongoing struggle of the Palestinian people, for national liberation and their right to live and return safely to their lands. The struggle of Palestinians may seem far away and detached from people's lives here, but we have witnessed how Canada and the US are directly complicit in supporting the ongoing atrocities being committed against Palestinian people by Israel. These these imperialist, imperialist nations have globalized the support for Israel's settler colonial project. We recognize that the Philippines is implicated because the Philippine government buys weapons from Israel. These are used to murder Filipinos and suppress dissent while Israel profits from these weapon sales. And these same weapons are used to kill Palestinians and maintain Israel's illegal occupation. Both both fascist regimes of Israel and the Philippines are backed by the US government and receive funding from the US and Canadian tax dollars. The Filipino people wage a common struggle against the U.S. imperialism. Our enemies, the Zionist settler colonial Israel and the reactionary Philippine government, which are both U.S. puppets. We have seen the Philippine government blaming Hamas for putting overseas Filipino workers, aka OFWs, lives at risk. But we know who is really to blame to the danger posed to the lives of the 78 OFWs who have been forcibly moved to the southern Gaza border and the 30,000 plus OFWs in Israel. It's not those who are resisting annihilation who are to blame, it is those inflicting the annihilation and genocide who must be blamed. Israel government who has been non-stop bombing Gaza are the ones putting OFW's lives at risk. Also to blame is the Philippine government who is yet to address the root issues that forces thousands of Filipinos to leave their homeland and migrate abroad to places like Canada and Israel to find work. However, we have also witnessed how struggle against such genocide has become globalised. We have seen people marching in solidarity with Palestinians in the Philippines to the UK, to Jordan, Indonesia, Morocco and here in so called Canada. International solidarity is alive and well. It is important now more than ever to become organized. By coming together with your friends, colleagues, and family to join an organization that addresses to it aims to address the root causes of societal injustices across the road a world. Students and workers from all sectors and ethnic backgrounds play a crucial role in standing up and fighting against the violence perpetuated by our institutions on and outside these lands. As people, we have power. It is our duty to do what we can do to stop Israel's murderous campaign. It is time to show show up it's time to show up, educate and organize our friends, family and community, engage in BDS, boycott Israeli products and companies, start or join campaigns to get workplaces and schools to divest from Israeli companies. As a group fighting for national democracy and anti-imperialism, anti-imperialism liberation, we wholeheartedly express our solidarity with the Palestinian people and all oppressed nations fighting to liberate themselves from imperialism. The Filipino and Palestinian diaspora state Stand together in our desire to return to our homelands, free from the shackles of imperialism that drives us away. Long live international solidarity, from Palestine to the Philippines, stop the U.S. war machine.
2: Thank you. And finally, we want to end with a Palestinian voice because that's always essential. I want to welcome up Han or um from the Palestinian Youth Movement. She's been organizing for years, and we're grateful to have her voice with us today.
7: Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Hanin. Um I am Lebanese on my mother's side and Palestinian on my father's side. Both have been displaced by Zionist forces when they were children. I want to mention also that Zionism reaches far beyond Palestine. There are many countries around, like we just heard from Mia, of how Israel is complicit with sending military arms to the Philippines. Their imperialism stretches far, way farther than Palestine, and we must recognize that in our internal struggle. I'm with the Palestinian Youth Movement, which is a transnational independent grassroots movement of young Palestinians dedicated to the liberation of our homeland and people. Our belonging belonging to Palestine and our aspirations for justice motivate us to take an active role in our national struggle for the liberation of our homeland and people. October 7th, 25,000 tons of bombs have been draft, dropped on Gaza, a population of over 2.2 million people that live within 365 square kilometers. If you imagine a map of Greater Victoria, Gaza is equivalent to the width of Oak Bay to Esquimalt and the length of Dallas Road to Swartz Bay. Now think of this map and imagine the population from Souk to Sydney, which is almost 385,000 people. Imagine if that was eight times more squished into this tiny strip of land and over 50% of this population has been displaced mainly to the south. This is the situation in Gaza. There is little to no access to food, water, electricity, fuel or medicine. Hospitals are either on the verge of collapse or have collapsed. Over 10,000 Palestinians have been killed, tens of thousands injured and thousands are still missing. The occupation surrounds Gaza by air, water and land. They target schools, refugee camps, hospitals, residential buildings. There is no place this occupation will not strike. last 5 years Canada has sent over 130 million dollars worth of military arms to Israel This is why Prime Minister Prime Minister Justin Trudeau cannot even utter the word ceasefire because Canada is directly funding the Palestinian genocide. He calls for a pause of humanitarian aid. But what does what happens after that? Do we resume the genocide with Canadian armed f- Canadian funded arms, the moment that Canada recognizes that Israel is a genocidal settler state is the moment where they have to actually interrogate themselves as the same and they refuse to do so. Canada is complicit in the genocide of indigenous peoples from here to Palestine. I also want to emphasize that Palestine is a climate struggle, it is an environmental issue. waters are being stolen and polluted. We know that a large reason for this genocide and mass displacement is because Israel and the U.S. war machine want to access untapped oil reserves off the coast of Gaza. I come from a long line of land stewards that tended to and farmed the land for centuries before we were ethnically cleansed by the Zionist entity. Palestinians are a land-based people and we always have been. Zionist settlers claim indigeneity to the land, but I know for a fact that an indigenous peoples would not drop 25,000 tons of bombs and white phosphorus on a densely populated strip of land. They would not massacre villages to only then plant non-native trees to cover up any trace of the village sites pollute and suck the water dry from the once ecologically abundant Jordan River, they would not gather on the rooftops of settlements to watch and cheer every time they saw an airstrike on Gaza, and they would not burn and uproot 800,000 olive trees that are older than the state itself. In the words of Palestinian poet Mahmoud Darwish, if the olive trees knew the hands that had planted planted them, their oil would become tears. This last May, on the 75th anniversary of the Nakba, which in Arabic means catastrophe, I spent time researching the village that my grandfather was cleansed from. It's called Sarin. It had just a few hundred people. My family along with others were stewards of that land. We cultivated our kin, watermelon, sage, olives and others. Palestinians care for and nurture the land and in return it does the same for us. All that remains of my home village of Sarin is a cemetery and a crumbling home. There are two things that stuck out to me. One, when I saw the cemetery, I saw the rocks piled up to mark where those bodies laid to rest. It reminded me of Lekwungen burial cairns here. I remember learning about how developers in so-called Oak Bay frequently came, frequently come across Lekwungen burial sites. I began to cry thinking about how our land will be developed and I thought about how my ancestors would be seen for the first time in years but only for it to be settlers developing the land and not their own descendants nurturing it. The image of the burial sites in, in Serin Cemetery, while different, are paralleled. Our struggles are paralleled and none of us are free until all of us are free. <laughs> the other striking image of Serin was the remaining rubble of a Palestinian home. Within Palestinian resistance, we see all ages, classes, and genders throwing stones at the occupier. Palestinians are resourceful. We have to be. We use stones to resist because that's all that we have left. Elders teach our generations how to remain rooted to our land, our culture, and our resistance. They taught us to use the rubble of our homes to resist the occupier. Seventy-four Palestinians older than the state of Israel have been killed in Gaza since October 7th. These elders survived the Nakba in 1948. We must honor their lives and remain steadfast in the struggle for a free Palestine. May our elders and all the martyrs rest in power. I have faith that we will bring justice to their legacy here and now. We must continue to resist generation after generation until total liberation. May we see a free Palestine within our lifetime. Thank you. Free, free Palestine!
0: so I was a little worried at first but uh, Victoria seems to have acquitted itself well with more than a thousand showing up on the lawns, the weather has changed a little and they've withstood the rain and wind and coolness Uh, there was one uh, brief interruption of individuals yelling uh, epithets and uh, obscenities and he was dragged away uh, or not dragged but taken away by the police or led elsewhere <laughs> elsewhere it looks like the the marching segment of this is big ready to begin